Welcome to Beyond, on location at Spogatini Seal Beach with amazing artist Andy Vargas bringing you the beat. Yes. 
Hey, welcome to Beyond. We are so pleased to have an incredible guest, Andy Vargas, lead singer of Santana, and he's strike out in a solo career with Andy Vargas and the Soleros. We just heard his set tonight. It's amazing. Andy, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate having you on the show. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, so it's you an know, honor. what an incredible set and, and just what incredible energy you had on stage. I just sat there and and for me, who's not an artist, who's not a singer, and I'm sure for you who do it, who does it all the time, it just for me was such an amazing masterful performance that was so effortless, so connected to the audience with a lot of heart. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. So how would you describe uh, to people what you do? I mean, you're Andy Vargas and someone meets you. What do you describe to people what you do for a living? Well, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is, you know, I'm a musician, you know. Um, and I'm a songwriter, vocalist, a performer. Um, you know, I, I, I like to evoke emotion, you know, through my performances. Um, but that's what I would pretty much say on the surface level, you know. Right. Uh, but there's a lot more that comes with being, you know, an artist and, and uh, you know, songwriter and, and, and performer and things. Um, when you get to a place of, uh, of, of evoking emotion and knowing that's what you're doing, you know, not just seeking attention. But connecting on a soul level almost, where you yes. know you have that gift or power yes and you're able to write songs that really connect with people's experiences yes and you're able to use that in a way that's positive yes correct right? yeah and translate that yeah. yeah that's that's a gift and so you know at the age of 15 as i read your your biography um, your mom got a meeting with a renowned music producer terry melcher yeah who was the son of doris day yes um, but yes. is better known for producing records by the the birds paul revere yes the raiders and the beach yes. boys and then, of course you had bruce johnson of the beach boys yes. yes and together melcher and johnson signed you to a production and management contract that eventually yes, got you a recording contract with rca and ron BMT. fair ron fair ron fair yeah yeah so tell us about your family connection to music and in the industry well, my, my father is a musician, has been his whole life, and uh, has been a mariachi performer and has, a, has had a mariachi band his, his whole life. Um, and so, you know, as far as I can remember, uh, you know, music always filled the house. Uh, um, and we always had, you know, people practicing, you know, uh, mariachi bands, you know, uh, you know, playing, uh, I would go see and hear him play all the time. He would always work. Mm. My dad was, uh, uh, is still playing with his band. Um, music feeds his soul. And that's what I learned from him, you know, uh, and it's just what makes him happy. It's, and, uh, he was my musical influence as a, as a child. Yeah. And, and, uh, and then, you know, my godfather, was also uh, a, uh, he's, uh, may he rest in peace. Uh, he was a major influence in the Catholic Spanish, uh, you know, songs sung in, in the Catholic Church, mm -hmm. the, you know, in the Spanish Missalette. Yes. You know, he was a major songwriter um, in, in those songs, Eliasar Cortes. Mm -hmm. And I, I learned a lot from him. There was a group called the Penny Club in Watsonville, California, which was led by uh, Father Rojas. Jose Rojas, um, and it was uh, basically a lot of, of, of these people like my, my dad and my godfather and my godmother, Vivis, um, and they would teach kids, you know, instruments, and mm -hmm. then they made a group, and that group would go out and perform 
you know, weddings and things. And, and it's called the Penny Club because it only cost a penny to join. Wow. And then they had a summer program where they brought kids. And so the kids could be off the streets and they'd go pick them up. You know, they taught them, you know, music, dance, baile folklorico and stuff. The Penny Club from Watsonville. So this was an amazing event that happened. Uh, for many, many years, amazing program, excuse me, that happened for many years. At one point, my grandfather, my my mom's father was the, you know, the treasurer, you know. Um, and this is where my mom and my dad actually met was within the Penny Club. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, uh, I was around a lot of music as a young child, you know, didn't have to be famous, you know, didn't have to be, you know, Hollywood. Right. Just music, yeah. soul, spirit you know, music. So that was your reality. It wasn't like you said, hey, I want to do music. I'm going to go pursue that. Your reality growing up, you were just immersed in music, singing, and that's what all the people that influenced your life did. Yes. In essence. So that's interesting. So I was going to ask sort of a natural question. At what point did you know that singing and music and performing was interesting to you? Was it at two or four or five? Or did you know you kind of had a bend towards it? Or was it just... I'm growing up in this environment and this is kind of what we do. Well, honestly speaking, I liked the attention as a young child. Like, you know, the, you know when you would sing a song, like these young, these mariachi songs or, uh, you know, like Celito Lindo. And then you'd see all of a sudden be like, oh my God, everyone get excited. They sit around, they'd be like, okay, now go. And then, and then you know, there's, a, there's the nerves that you have to get over that and stuff. And, but once they sat there and said, okay, now go, once I got past that, and performed and I saw what it did, I was like, I want to do this, this is great. Um, <clears throat> did it take a while to get over those nerves? Oh, those initial nerves or oh, did yeah. you always have nerves? I always had nerves, yeah. I always had nerves growing up, yeah. And uh, I, I like the feeling when you're done. Cause then it's like, it's like, oh God, this feels great. You know, right. it's a release. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it's just what I, my early memories, was I, I could remember once things got kind of serious and I started you know performing with my dad's mariachi band and we had commitments mm -hmm. and I couldn't make you know play dates with my buddies right. and stuff and you know I had to be a you know be on a performer schedule and then I, I used to have friends that used to come with me you know it was cool because we used to hang out backstage at you know at you know county fairs and I how had old my were own you dressing in this room. performance schedule uh, you know I guess it started like maybe when I would start really doing stuff like that. I started young. I started like around when I was like seven or eight, seven, eight. And then it led to, you know, 13, 14. I started kind of leaning towards DJing and, you know, um, you know, kind of like, you know, production and writing and stuff already, you know, 13, 14. And then 15 was when I, uh, when I met Terry Melcher. Wow. Yeah. So, Speaking on that, so at such a young age, what was your mindset when you signed your recording contract? I mean, you had all this experience building up to it, um, but now you're signing a recording um, contract. Well, that's everyone's dream because, I, you know, before like, the, the music business has changed now, but back in the day, that's what, what anyone wanted was to like sign your name on the dotted line. Right. You know, your life was going to change, you know. Here comes the house and the car, you know what I mean? <laughs> Here comes fame and tour buses and screaming, you know, girls chasing you and all that kind of stuff. Um, that wasn't necessarily my reality, but um, but I did sign a major record deal at a young age, and um, it was it was surreal. You know, it was definitely surreal. And I had to go back to high school and really keep it on the low pro, you know, because like I would I didn't really like tell many people because it's you know 
They're like, what you, you know, who are you? And well, like, why, you know, you, yeah. Or like, nah, you're, you know, you're just messing around, you know, but, but in my mind, I always knew that was happening even when I went back to high school and still had to go to school. So I always knew that that was going to be my future. You know, other people were graduating and they didn't know what their future was. I had some classmates that, you know, it's, it's, there's a fear of graduating. What do you do now? What, yeah, what's the next step? What's next? Yeah, everything's you programmed know? up to that point. Right? Yeah. And so there's there's a fear of the unknown. And I there were, there were some of my, my really good friends who uh, ended up, you know, just getting involved in the wrong things and ended up dying, you know, in car accidents and, um, you know, stuff. And, you know, um, there was a lot of, you know, it's like, well, why, why not just, you know, have good times, you know, right. and stuff. And, um, even though there were accidents that happened, um, you know, I know that there was a lot of like uncertainty as to what the future had to hold, you know, yeah. with a lot of my friends. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's crazy because it seems to me that the, the experience you had with your friends dying in that that sort of period of time, you yeah. know, like probably influenced at some level the music you're able to write and how you connect with music in those difficult times and how you'd express that music. Not that we're talking about singing about death, but I mean, those are pretty heavy topics that I would imagine at a young age gave you a different perspective and maybe yeah. allowed you to connect a little different to the music you were writing. Is that is that safe to say? It started, it opened up the doors. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I experienced a lot. We've, we've all experienced a lot of life, but it definitely opened up the doors to like, wow, this, this can happen at a young age, just like, death you know yeah. this is not the way you know we should be graduating you right. know yeah it reminds me of a story of a guy who got sent away to a military academy as a teenager because he defied his dad and when he got there it was during the vietnam war they would show and they were hardcore in these kids and they would show pictures of kids their age in the vietnam war that died yeah and it really galvanized this guy like wow that can really happen death yeah. and you really so he, he got really dedicated started working hard and sort of turned the corner yeah so many artists don't survive the challenging entertainment industry I mean, it's not easy what you do you make it look simple look at you make it look easy you got talent but there's a lot of talented artists that don't necessarily survive it reflecting back what do you see to be one of your biggest mistakes or uh, learning opportunities in the business um you know uh, i don't look at mistakes as um you know mistakes as bad things any, yeah. anymore yeah you know um i look at them as as learning lessons you know so i would say that you know some of my greatest learning lessons in the music business maybe you know contracts you know um you know really understanding your your, your contract to the t um, and did you have attorneys or lawyers representing when you first signed your contract? You know, you, I did, and 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 I had attorneys walk me through, uh, and she, you know, I had a she was just I was like her first attorney. Uh, excuse me, I was her first client. She was my first attorney, and she was like a paralegal. And now she's one of the she's changing laws in the uh, GOP. Okay. Um, but um, I uh, I would say you know. Pacing yourself a little bit, you know, patience. You know, I really wanted it. You know, wanted it to happen. Now, you know, patience. Uh, trust was a big deal because there were there were a lot of misleading, you know, advices and things. Sure. You know, so um, you know, really having someone uh, trusting someone there 100% to make sure that everything filtered through them. 
um, is a big deal, especially, you know, um, at, at that time, you know, there was a lot of money being thrown around all the time and things and stuff and not just music. Right. Um, you know, and, hey, you know, at the time, man, it's just like, gosh, I just, just knew fresh in Hollywood and the scene and everything, you know, it's just it's so You're much. Overwhelming. It's overwhelming. It's definitely overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and then later on in joining the Santana band, uh, you know, just really, really pacing yourself and understanding what it's like to go out and and tour and take care of yourself, you know, and make sure you, you know, treat your body like your temple and your, your voice to keep it at the optimum level, you know. Um, that's that, those are a lot of lessons, hard lessons I learned, you know, like, you, you know, late night in the club the night before is not going to be great when you got to go out and, you right. know, rock the house. Uh, but, you know, when you're when you're young, you got the youth to, to, you know, slap your back just like, you know, medicine would, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's no big deal. But, uh, you know, these days I'm really I'm really, you know, um, uh, I watch a lot of that. You know Thoughtful what about what you eat, how you take care yeah. of your sleep. I'm very careful. Although you have an insane stuff. schedule to talk about uh, that most people would be like, how do you do that? But what, what is the biggest misperception that people have of being a singer? I mean, people look at you. Misperception? And, yeah, like they look at you and it's like either they dream of that life or what's the I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because I can't I can't think for anybody else. So yeah. I don't know what what they would, um, you know, uh, misperceive about me or whatever. I mean, um, even I don't know. You know, because I, I, I can't I can't uh, uh, I can't say I don't think I've ever really heard of a, a perception that maybe uh, I thought was a misperception, you know. Well, some people could say, well, he's got talent, must be easy. He's lucky because he's gifted. So therefore, he's got a great life. And maybe they don't always see the work behind it all. Right. Or, yeah. or some of the risk you took or some of the challenges. Yeah. 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 You know, I guess I guess that's that's life, yeah. you know, for any any kind of job that yeah. you do, you know. No one oversees the, the, the you know, the, the hours that, uh, you know, in the morning that the basketball, you know, pro ball players in there, you know, shooting, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of balls before practice even starts. Right. You know what I mean? So there's always that. And, and, and yes, I do a lot of behind the scenes. I do a lot of, you know, work on my own training, you know, studio hours, you know, it's just it's always. I'm always working. I'm, right. al I'm always perfecting doing something. Your craft, perfecting your yeah. you know, vocal training, um, you know, exercising, you know, um, mental reflection, meditating. All of that stuff is, is all a part of it. That's so important. Yeah. That's so important. Was there a song that was responsible for, you, uh, responsible for you embracing your passion for singing? I mean, was there one song where you said, if I can convey that emotion, that meaning, um, is there one song that, that well, gave you that passion? Well, there's one singer. And his name's Luis Miguel. Mm. He's a you know uh, a vocalist from Mexico. Uh, he's one of the you know I followed him since I was a little little kid, and he was a little kid artist as well, mm -hmm. a young artist. And um, and his his the way he portrays the songs is just phenomenal. Luis Miguel um, and uh, his 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 albums, uh, Michael Jackson's records, you know. Sure. Uh, you know, when I heard, you know, the, that's when you're like, okay, wow, you know, when he did the Motown revival, I mean, that's, yeah. you know, um, they'll, they'll probably never be those moments ever again where you just felt like this is, life is changing right now, you know. Yeah, when he came on the scene, you knew it was different. There was something different about that, that, that artist, that performance, yes. Michael Jackson. There's yes. no question. Yeah. He was insanely gifted. How would you describe your creative process when you going through, like, I'm going to produce a song or 
create the music around it? What uh -huh. does that look like? It just varies. You know, it depends on what is what kind of um, what instrument I'm on that is evoking the emotion, and, and that you know you kind of build like layers of you know of, of of circles of patterns and stuff. And you just build those on you know on top of that, and then uh, whatever instrument I'm working on, or whatever unit that's capturing that, whether it be something like just a recorder or a sequencer, that's it can actually manipulate a lot easier. Um, it, I really don't have a process. It's just for me, it's more so like turning off the phone, you know, um, making sure my life is okay, everything one's okay, I'm not worried about who I'm gonna talk to or anything like that, you know? Cause you gotta really get, get centered and just disconnect, mm. you know? So I think that would be probably number one. And then number two is, you know, gotta yeah, make sure, you know, that, uh, you know, you're fed and you know, you're feeling good cause you get going, you just get going forever, right? you know? Uh, I, I like to have like a nice view Sometimes, if I'm in the studio, that's what it is. But you know, um, when I travel, I used to take a guitar with me around all the time and just just go out and sit on the beach and start playing my little recorder, start recording. You know, little cassette recorders back in the day. So you're um, playing, um, you're, you're creating the music and the lyrics at the same time. You're just trying different lyrics. Yeah, so you know, you get a little some of my music that you really feel, and then that kind of like invokes the the melody and lyric on top of that. So is just, it hard crafting lyrics? Um, well, sometimes the melody comes out and the pattern of the melody comes out first and then you just kind of like, you know, see what, it's more of a thought process. Mm. Or, or sometimes it just, the lyric just comes out because you're feeling a particular story. Right. It just all flows out. Or, the, or sometimes you kind of give it a little bit more of a thought process as to, you know, um, putting in a particular word or phrase or in this area right. to, to invoke that emotion. Some certain words sing better. You know, true. Yeah, very true. And move the audience. So yeah, exactly. So you mentioned Santana as a lead singer of Santana, which is incredible, incredible, uh, really compliment to you. And, Thank you. An accomplishment. What does it feel like to play with legend? What's uh, that like? It's surreal. It's I mean, after all these years, it still feels surreal. It, oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, Carlos is a person that every day is like a surreal day. You know, being around him, it's. Um, it's just magical. Is he intense? Is he? I mean, clearly he's a, he's he's a master and he's a, he's an artist. You know, he's like a luminant man. Like he, yeah. you know, he gets you know when he's he's there, he's ready to play, ready to get to this get get on you know ready to rehearse and ready to talk about the music and so you know his his energy's um, you know over the top now. He's all. What was it like all, to get selected as the lead singer of Santana? Well, it's been a little while, but I can remember just, you know, it being like a dream come true. Like that's the feeling of it being a dream come true. Talking to people and then being like, oh my God, like my friends being like, is this really happening? And then all of a sudden we're like on stage at the Grammys, you know, and winning 12 Grammys. And it's like, right. wow, it's like everything just like happened all of a sudden. Um, and, and I give it all, all the, all the, you know, I give the glory to God and I give the gratitude to, you know, Mr. Santana yeah. and Carlos. Well, he, he sees talent. What is the most important lesson Santana taught you? Um, the, you know, Carlos taught me many, many things. Um, I, I, I would say what comes to mind right now is, is just respecting other musicians and respecting the music and honesty in the music 
you know, if you're really feeling what you're seeing. Then the audience will certainly. Then the audience, you know, connecting to that one person. He told me what Janis Joplin told him was just going in and just talking to that one person, you affect the whole audience. Really? That's wow. why, you, that's how you can like, you know, zone out and to zone in. So one person, interesting. Yeah, interesting. The, you know, you touch one person and you'll touch everybody. So you said something interesting. We were talking this before we got on the set and we're talking about respect for other performers. And you know, we, we know there's that thing called ego and there, there's some dominant personalities that are singers. Uh -huh. And you had something interesting to say about how you react and, and interact in that, in that way to bring out the best in everybody, every singer, every artist, every performer. Yeah. Can you, can you expand that a little bit? Well, there's, there's, I mean, different types of shows and different types of musicians, you know, um, and, you know, when you're a performer, when, you know, it's all about you on stage and grant, granted, um, that's that energy. But um, I've been fortunate enough to be, um, you know, around, you know, some very gifted musicians that I want to hear the musician on stage play, you know, I want to hear other people play because that gets me going. It gets me really excited. Right. You know, I want everyone, you know, to win. Carlos says like, you know, everyone wins on our on our team and that's how we always win every night. You know, um, everyone gets the time to shine. Sounds um, like a coach. Oh, he is. He totally yeah. is an awesome coach. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is like, you know, you know, like tonight, you know, our keyboard player or our guitar player or whatever, if if I were like dominating the energy, that wouldn't make them want to like play, you know, their best, right. you know, so. So it's giving up to others and, and, and sharing the and sharing the experience. Exactly. To bring out incredible performance. Exactly. What was your inspiration now to pursue a solo career with uh, Soleros? It's awesome. And you know, for the audience to keep it in perspective, you're yeah. the lead singer for Santana. Mm -hmm. You're traveling all over the world, all over the country. Yes. You've got this insanely business, uh, busy schedule. Yes. And then you also have a band and a solo career creating your own music. Yes. That's that's impressive. So what was the inspiration to well, take off that direction. I've, I've always, you know, as you know, I had a career, you know, uh, where I started from and I always had, uh, you know, ambition to continue that. So I've always been writing songs. Um, I got together with a buddy of mine, George Pahone from the Black Eyed Peas. Sure. And uh, um, Chuck Prada, um, percussionist for the Peas at one point, also producer. And I, I went to them and I brought them some like ideas of songs and stuff. And at one point, that's how Soletos was kind of like molded. Um, and then I had a lot of these other songs that were kind of like hanging around and stuff. Um, and I knew that I, it was gonna take some time, but I want to develop my sound, my vibe, my style, which is a little bit of hip hop, a little bit of R&B, and a little bit of, of, of bolero and mariachi. Right. Um, and I think that started the creative side of things, but then, you know, uh, as the music business changed, which it, which it did drastically over a certain number of years, um, I had to kind of, you know, figure out how I was going to play a part in that and how the business was going to, you know, work for me, you know? Uh, so, um, you know, and some trial and error, uh, which is great, you know, some learning lessons, but now, you know, and I got together with some amazing, you know, partners, and I have a Soleros LLC, which is Soleros Records, you know, which is, which, you know, is the, you know, the major uh, company that owns all our masters and things. And, um, and then, you know, I have my publishing um, and our band, the Soleros Band, 
you know, I took a little while to put together, right. you know, and have it work right. Um, and we have our record now that's going to be released next year. We had a couple of soft releases throughout the year, which are amazing. But really looking forward to the, to the really presenting embodied music for the listener to really get into, you know, who I am. You know, not just the thought of the day, a single, you know right. what I'm saying? It's cool. It's a great idea. It's great for what's happening in the business right now, which is everyone just, you know, wants to just get in that one song because they don't, you know, listen to more than 30 seconds of a song. Right. But the listener that wants to listen to Andy Vargas and Soleros, they have something to play in the background while they're making some food for dinner, right. while they want to play for, you know, the ambiance around, a, a, you know, a fireplace or in the bedroom with your lady, you know, right. you're going to play my music, you know. Right. Um, that's why I want to, you know, put that out. So, granted, thank you, you know, and I give respect to, you know, the, you know, everyone who's, you know, has all of their theories in the music business and has a lot of success. But I kind of want to do this more for my fan, more for my listener, you know. Which is which is the right way to do business, right for your customer. That's it. That's what it's all and about. Make it, and make it really good. Yeah. Make it make it every And it moment. is really good. Thank you. We heard it tonight. It was amazing. Thank you. It's sort of amazing. So, if you could play or sing with any person throughout music history, who would it be and why? Marvin Gaye. And why? Marvin Gaye. Oh, because the emotion that he evokes is just over the top for me. Yeah, I mean, I would if I didn't play with Carlos, I would say it'd be Carlos. But Carlos turns me on to so much Marvin Gaye, you know, and you know the way that he, his placement and 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 his his his, you know, uh, you know, uh, phrasing. Yeah, of his music and his tone and his, you know, the way he, the way he drew in and felt the music. That really is influential because we saw it tonight. That's what I was experiencing. In fact, um, we were saying you could almost be part operatic singer, and mm. you, you just have this energy and this passion and this voice carry, and the, the feeling you feel it when you sing. It's not yeah. just a song. Yeah. And you, your high highs and low lows, you're going on that roller coaster. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, you story. know. You know, it took a, a, some time just to feel confident with with all of that because then every, some people would be like, "Man, you got to sing more like this. Or you got to sing more, more, less falsetto, more of this, more of that." You know, I like it when you sing better in Spanish. I like it when you sing better in English. And it's like, you know what? That's cool. You know, but I I stopped trying to please them right. in a sense of I want you to be happy when you hear my music, but I have to really you know, just love what it is I do and to be able to do it right for you to really, really enjoy it the right way. Because you're trying to please everybody. It just screws you up. Oh, it just screws you up, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people do that in music. Yeah, which is a short-term plan, I would think. So, yeah. um, Do you have any other desire to sing any other genre of music? Well, I mean, I sing a lot of rock, you know. I love reggae, you know. I, you know, yeah, I don't see, I mean, I, you know. Should we I, expect I, a heavy metal album soon? <laughs> Not heavy metal, but I got really close with a group called Slight Return. We um, we wrote some amazing music, um, and that's, that's well. You a, clearly have the voice if you wanted to go that direction. Oh, thank you, thank no you. Question. I mean, we you know we cover a lot of rock songs with Carlos, and mm-hmm. um, you know, heavy metal. Uh, I, I don't I don't know if I can get that grunge growl, you know, but uh, but I like it. Chords? But I, I like it. I work out to it. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Like the guy Metallica is amazing. Metall- right? Yeah. That's and, great, man. And not destroy the vocal cords. He's, it, got, he's got a great talent. It's, it, it, it is a talent. Yeah. Takes um, training. If you weren't a singer, um, what would you be doing right now in your life? Uh, I'd love to DJ. You know, I'd probably be, you know, DJing. I, I, if I didn't, I love, you know, like 
contracts, you know, music business contracts. You know, I could have been an attorney. I would have enjoyed it because it would have kept me in the business and stuff. Um, you know, or working with my foundation, being, you know, working within my nonprofit, you know, uh, being of service. Uh, those are the things that I would be doing right now. Let's talk about your nonprofit. I thought it was very uh, interesting where you have a nonprofit really dedicated to kids that have maybe expressed interest in the music business or singing. And it's a, it's a foundation that allows uh, underserved kids um, to take advantage of their dreams or passions or be exposed to it. Can you, can you expand that a little bit? Well, you know, I, I, I wanted to share with youth exactly what got me inspired in the mornings, you know, um, and it, it really is the intent, right? You know, cause I had, I just, I wanted to like play records. I wanted to mess with my, you know, my little realistic mixer and I wanted to pretend like I had a radio show and, you know, um, those, in, those feelings and, and, and that inspiration is what I want, is what kept me wanting to, you know, come back to the house and bring the kids over to play with me in there, you know, not just maybe go out and do, you know, the other things that they were doing. Right. right? Um, and I just had, uh, I shared that. I started to go out and talking at, at schools and doing some, you know, um, speaking at graduation and, and things like that. And it just, I saw that I had a, a, a I was able to connect to the kids right. and of all ages and to talk to them about hard times and, you know, that's important. Just, yeah. And so I, I was able to, you know, bring that out. And then why not, you know, I, I had, you know, all my musician buddies around. Why not show them that you can do this too? So basically it's everything that I'm doing. I just, I'm being transparent with the kids. You teach them, them how they to can create music, everything. how to write songs, uh, we're just put it all together. We're just starting. We're, we're, we're going to show them how to do everything they want to, God willing, in a building, in one big building soon. But we're right now partnering with other organizations and stuff and, you know, fundraising, you know. And where's this located, in Watsonville or is it? So in, in Watsonville, California, yes. Okay. My, my dad's gonna be heading that up there and, uh, you know, with kids and, you know, learning mariachi, learning voice, guitar, um, and and uh, and then eventually, you know, the recording arts, which is, you know, these days in your laptop, you know. Laptop. Uh, and then out here, they, we're doing the same thing in Los Angeles. So we're, it's a California-based program. And what's the name of the uh, nonprofit they can get a hold of? The now? Andy Vargas Foundation, www.andyvargasfoundation.org. You can see everything there. Nice. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. So you're very accomplished. You've had a lot of experiences in life. You're very successful. What are one or two pearls of wisdom that you could share with the audience that they took that advice from you, those one or two things about their life journey, about what they're experiencing in life, um, that could help them in that in that period of time or that period of need or period of even progress. Yeah, well, I would say that if you're having a difficult time, uh, that, you know, it, it, having faith is everything, you know, because if I would have applied the faith that I have now in the in, in my music business, I did as, as, a, as a teenager, meaning, you know, hey, if it wasn't meant to be, it wasn't meant to be. If that person didn't like your demo tape, it wasn't meant to be. That wasn't your pathway. You have new paths That's coming. That's a great you know? perspective. You know, so if I would have looked at things like that, um, if I would have, um, I'd say, you know, just have patience, but be persistent. You know, always be persistent. Uh, people love consistency and persistency. You know, right. per persistence. Excuse me. Um, you know, uh, you know, f I think a strong faith system whatever it is you know believe you know believe that it's that's that it's coming and, and you'll see it come it's the most amazing thing manifest, but if yeah. but if you don't yeah manifest it man if you but if you don't it won't right 
that's powerful. That's that's yeah. <laughs> those are some very wise words. Who's that person in your life that's had the most influence? Influence? Yeah. Well, obviously Carlos and my and my father. Yeah. Um, you know, I listen a lot to Wayne Dyer. You know, Wayne Dyer is a, you know an amazing spiritualist. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd uh, I say that you know, and and I and probably my kids, my children, children and their mother, my family, my family has had the biggest influence in my life. You know, it's teaching me so much every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think mean, kids are kids are the great equalizer. Oh right? yeah, man. Right. So uh, from yeah. at least a maturity standpoint, that's why I learned for myself. Um, if you can go back and give yourself advice, what would it be? Oh man, hold on tight, you know, <laughs> hold on tight, get ready for the ride. Um, you know, I, I would I would just say, you know, to, to I would tell myself, um, you know, probably to trust a little more. Mm. Yeah, trust a little more and, uh, um, you know, trust yourself. I would think if you're successful, trusting on more can be challenging because you get to a point like, why, do, why are people talking to me? What's the angle here? I yeah. imagine that yeah. there's some of that dynamic going on. So yeah. it's just trusting self. There. Trust yeah. yourself more. Your intuition. Yeah. yeah. Trust your intuition. Yeah, that's good. Is there anything we uh, haven't covered that you'd like to share with the audience? Just to follow me at uh, Andy Vargas Music on Instagram and on Facebook, Andy Vargas Official. And especially our YouTube, you know, Andy Vargas and Soleros on YouTube. Soleros, right. Yeah. And you can find everything on andyvargas.com as well. And so uh, that's it from Beyond. What an amazing uh, show. Thanks so much, Andy. Thank you, it's Ben. I'm humbled to have you on. Thank you uh, so you're much. You're an amazing artist. And I think we're going to take the show out with the song you sang at the last, Don't Let Anybody Get You Down. Don't Let Nobody Get You Down. It's a, it's a right. song by War. Please keep a lookout for my record in February, all right? Yeah, February. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Thanks, Andy. Thank you. That's it from Beyond uh, Wardrobe provided by John Barbados, South Coast Plaza. Till next time, take care. Thanks. All right. Awesome, man. Yeah, man. Pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. Cool.
Who's alive out here? Sing with us. Come on. Don't let nobody get you down. It feels real good. I promise. This guy. Oh, come on, man. You got it. Don't let nobody get you down. Because we're here to have a good time, y'all. Don't let nobody no get you down. Don't let nobody get you down. Andy Hart, the Soleto's bringing it. Everybody here together, here tonight. You gotta feel good inside. No matter what race. And if you cry. What age. Don't let nobody bring you down. We're here together tonight. If you do, I'll be around. To bring happiness. Don't let to bring nobody joy. bring you down. Togetherness. Cause if you do, I'll be your Power to the people, y'all. Don't let nobody get you down. Don't let nobody get you down. Thank you. 